The pilgrims showed up in America in 1620 on the Mayflower. When they left their country, they had no idea where they were going. They knew they were looking for a new land. But when they boarded that ship and the other ships that went with her, they had no idea where they would end up. But rest assured, each one that got on those boats got on in faith, believing they were going somewhere. Believing that when they got there, they would be able to worship the Lord God freely without being put down or being told how to worship. You see, because in England, they had a state church and, and things were done a certain way. But when they landed in America, guess what? They didn't have anybody here to tell them what to do. How to worship. They could lift their hands freely and exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we do really requires what they did. And that's to step out in faith. You see, we have to step out in faith and trust God in everything that we do. You see, freedom is a, is, it's a gift. Our freedom, first of all, from, with the Lord Jesus Christ, freeing us from the bondage of sin that we were all in at one time in our life. And Jesus paid a price that we could all be free. Free of sin. But the enemy is not going to have it. He doesn't want you to be free. He would rather you be chained up and bound up, locked up. So therefore, he keeps enticing us with things that are not of God. Our Supreme Court has made some, a lot of decisions here lately I think in a way we're headed in the right direction finally somebody woke up God got a hold of somebody's noggin and said look it didn't go exactly the way I had hoped the fact they turned it over to the states I was hoping they'd just ban it all together. <laughs> well, you can't have your cake and eat it too, they say. Although, Rosa gave me this nice strawberry shortcake for my birthday. So in that case, I did have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> you see, church, we're a nation under God. We're a nation that needs to understand we have to come back to God. You see, all of us were born into sin. And how did we get out of that? For we came back to the Lord Jesus Christ, our first love. We can't be a great nation 
until we become a true nation under God. Serving Him wholeheartedly. Understanding that if we can just grasp the process, grasp the thought of being under Almighty God and understanding that He has control and that we need to do His will and not our will, only then can we become a free nation because we will become free of sin. Because, see, we will recognize the Savior as the true leader of this country. But, see... We think small sometimes. You see, God doesn't want to be just the ruler of this nation. He wants to be the ruler of the whole world. Why? He created it all from the very beginning. Everything was created by God. And so therefore, all of this belongs to God. None of this belongs to Satan. The only reason Satan has a little foothold is because we give it to him. We yield to him. We concede to him. But see, we need to start spreading the gospel and saying, look, don't concede to the enemy. What happens when you concede to the enemy? They kill you. What happens when we go to war? People get killed. But see, if we would learn to be a nation under God, I think God would then begin to clean us up. Because if, if we would humble ourselves and pray and what? Seek his face. Then he says he will heal our land. But see, sometimes we got it backwards. We want God to do all this stuff, and we don't want to yield, uh, uh, give away our sin. We want to keep the sin. We want to keep the good times. We want to keep everything rolling, happy-go-lucky, you know, and doing all those things that are fornicators and idolaters and all those things. They, we want to keep all of that, but yet we want God to bless everything that we do, and that's not possible. We serve a jealous God. We serve a jealous God. We serve a God who wants all. When you surrendered your life to Christ, you didn't just surrender a leg or an arm or perhaps an eye. You surrendered everything, right? You laid everything at Christ's feet. You said, Jesus, I want you to be the ruler of my eyeball. I want you to be the ruler of my leg. No, we said, we want you to be the ruler of our heart. Our lives. Everything about us, we want you to control. Because, Lord Jesus, it's your will. Not our own. I was asked yesterday a question. What does the 4th of July mean to you? I then was given a scripture verse in Romans chapter 12. And I was contemplating that. And, and I was throwing these things all in the air saying, okay, it's kind of like one of those 
confetti things. I'll put all these little notes on a piece of rock, and I'm going to throw it up, and whichever one lands in my hand, that's what I'll preach on. Nothing landed in my hand. And you know what that reminded me of? God said, it's not about what people think that you want me to say. It's what I want to say. See, so many times, uh, my, my son-in-law is famous for this. And I probably shouldn't say this because it's be a video and he'll watch it. He likes to send me some sermon topics. Hey, what about this or what about that? And I'll look at them and, you know, they're pretty interesting topics. But you know what? It's just that. It's a topic. You see, the Word of God is not a topic. The Word of God is the inspired, the breathing, the living Word of God. This is how we're to be living. This is how we're to be teaching others to live. And this is not a topic. This is a life that was surrendered for me and for you, and for many others. You see, you can't go around in life trying to tell people topics. We need to be telling people how they need to be living, who they need to be following. Don't follow me. You see, church, if you follow me, you can fall. You will stumble. You'll get in a car crash. You see, when you follow the word of God, you're going to be following something worthwhile. And there are going to be bumps along the way? Absolutely. And it's a, you know, when I lead people to Christ, the first thing I need to tell them is, listen, when you surrender your life to Christ, don't think when you wake up in the morning you're going to walk outside and there's going to be all these beautiful birds singing. Flowers are blooming and they smell really nice. People are going to be adorning you with gifts and accolades and praise. I said when you give your life to Christ, you're probably going to walk out the door and the first thing that's going to happen is a crow is going to fly overhead and drop something that you're not going to like. You see, the enemy wants to keep us in doubt. Wants us to live under bondage and under scrutiny. I don't want to live that way. I want to live under the blessings of God. I want to live under the will of God. Knowing that everything I do is pleasing him and not me. Concerning him and not me. I was thinking of the Tower of Babel. I don't know. You guys are like, what? How, how did you get that in there? You see, when the Tower of Babel was going up, Everybody was in one accord. Everybody understood the same language. And the, and the tower was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And God threw a monkey wrench into their plan, so to speak. Next thing you know, everybody's speaking a different tongue. And nobody can understand. This brick maker couldn't understand this brick maker. 
This architect couldn't understand this architect. All the way down the line, nobody could understand each other. There was ultimate confusion. God confused their languages. They couldn't understand each other. He confused their minds. One person thought it should go this way. One person thought it should go this way. And so they couldn't come together. And when I thought of that, I thought, how are we like that in America today? This is like the Tower of Babel. This is like the Tower of Babel. We're, we're so confused on so many issues. We in America have gotten so far away from God. that it almost seems impossible to repair. But I'm telling you this morning, I know a God who can repair anything. I can't help but see the signs on TV, my body, my choice. What about the choice of the one that was the most vulnerable? Everybody's equal. Men can marry men and women can marry women. The Bible says that's an abomination. But don't dare tell them that. And now they're pushing for our government to allow insurance for our military men and women to have sex changes where men can become women and women can become men. And your tax dollars get to pay for it. Because it's their right. I don't know about you, but God has lived a lot longer and has been around a lot longer than any of these other problems. And let me assure you of this. None of these problems have caught God by, by surprise. He knew this stuff was coming. And all this stuff has to come into being. You know, I woke up this morning. You know what I was listening for? Listen, that trumpet. I was listening for the trumpet. I went outside and I got in the car. Before I even started the car, I sat there and I looked east. I'm like, and then I heard, neen, neen. somebody was beeping the horn at a stop sign. I'm like, really? Lord, I was listening for the trumpet. I'm ready. Let's go. But God's word says not everybody's ready. Not everybody has heard. And church, if we want to become a nation blessed under God, then we must start acting like we're blessed. We need to start taking the word of God to the world. You see, in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I shall show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee 
shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You hear that? All the families of the earth shall be blessed. That means your family and my family and other families, they shall be blessed because of what God promised Abram way back in Genesis. You see, church, I think a lot of times we forget that God wants to bless us as a nation. God wants to bless us as a family. Are we one nation under God? You see, we live in a country that's so divided. I forget how many religions there are in America now. More than you can count, probably. But I know this. I serve the true living God. For there's only one. There's only one. I listened to a song the other day where these, uh, I don't know who it was, what the group was, they were talking about, they went by the grave of Muhammad and, the, and, and he was still wrapped up there. And they went by Buddha and the bones were still there. But when they went to the garden, the tomb was empty. How many, can, how many religions can claim that? You see, there's only one true living God. And let me just assure you of this, this great one nation under God. There's only one way to get there. One God, one way. You know, it, it, it sickens me when I hear pastors say there's more than one way. It sickens me when I hear entertainers, if you will, say that there's more than one way. It upsets me when I hear pastors say, what kind of people are going to be in heaven? Yes, church, did you know there are going to be homosexuals in heaven? Did you know there are going to be idolaters in heaven? Did you know there are going to be... I mean, And I hear these things and I'm thinking, what Bible are they reading from? It can't be mine. It can't be the God that I serve because the God that I serve says there's no sin in heaven. We can't go. If you got spots and wrinkles... Get to the cleaners. His name is Jesus. He's the only one that can remove those spots and wrinkles. People, we live in a world today that just doesn't understand what it is that, to, to be called a child of God. We tell people we're Christians. I quit saying that. I quit saying I'm a Christian. People say, what are you? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the living king. That's who I am. Because people don't understand Christianity today because they have made it this whole new thing. I serve God. I serve the king of kings. I'm one of his. And so when people say, how are you? I'm blessed. Because my father woke me up this morning. 
I'm blessed because my father gave me a manual in which to live my life, to have an instruction so I can live free. How can I live free? By doing his will. I know this is not the typical God bless America speech that you may have wanted to hear this morning. But I'm just telling you, church, if you want to be one nation under God, then we have to truly get into God. We truly have to start understanding what he says when he's given us the word. Like what he told to Abraham. He said, I'm going to make you a great nation. And guess what? All the families of the earth are going to be blessed. You can't be blessed if you serve the devil. You can't be blessed if you're doing the devil's will and not God's will. And you wonder why things keep falling apart. Maybe you need to re-examine what you're reading. Maybe you need to re-examine what you're watching. Oh, did I say that? Maybe you need to be careful about what you're looking at on the internet or your phone or your Uber or your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever it else that they got out there. You know, I like watching that sometimes. They have these great kitty videos on there. I saw this one yesterday. This cat was looking out of the box and his ears were back and his eyes were bugged out. And as soon as the owner walked by, he stuck his paw and went whack. I thought, what a mean cat. Could you imagine God hiding in a box waiting for you to come by? And as soon as you walk by, whack! Because you're out of his will? No. He doesn't work like that. It'd be funny to see. Some of us need to see it. Some of us need to feel it. But that's not how God works. God says, I want to bless this nation. God, when God brought us here, he, he was giving us a fresh start. And in 200 years plus, we have managed to take what God has given us as a perfect opportunity, and we've managed to do this. That's what we've managed to do. We've managed to destroy what he has given us to make a, a, a change. To worship him freely, giving our lives to him freely. And we have servicemen all over the world. What are they doing? They're protecting our freedom. So that we can be here this morning to worship the Lord Jesus Christ freely, giving our lives to him. And they're allowing that to happen. By protecting us. Keeping that freedom alive. People say freedom is free, but freedom is not free. Freedom has come with a heavy price. Your salvation has come at a heavy price. Jesus, the Son of God, had to give his life so you could be free. You see, people don't understand that today. They don't think about that today. They think about our military. And God bless our service people all over the world who are protecting our freedom. But nobody, it seems like, acknowledges the price that Jesus Christ paid for that freedom that we have today. 
Church, we need to start acknowledging what Jesus has done. We need to start acknowledging that one nation under God and not any God, the one living, true God. Church, if you want to celebrate the 4th of July, start celebrating by recognizing Jesus Christ is Lord. And because of him, we can live in a free nation. We can live as free people. Not under any kind of bondage. Because he's given us the living word. Let's stand together. And as you stand, I want you to think just for a moment, if you will, what does it mean for you to be free today? What does it mean for you to be free today? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you have given us America. That you have given us a nation in which you are in control. Lord, for as we pledge allegiance to the flag, we understand what it is to be one nation under God. The living God. The God who surrendered his life, who gave his life, that we can be free from bondage. Lord, I pray this morning, help us to understand what it is to be free. Help us to be free, God. And if there be anybody here this morning, Lord Jesus, that's under bondage, that's under sin, Lord, I pray today, set them free. Break their chains. Release them in Jesus' name. Let them come to you with the heart of repentance. Lord, you have transfigured this country. I pray, God, that you would just keep, keep on. Lord, I pray that we will continue to do your will and not our own. Lord, that we can celebrate this Independence Day because you have given us the freedom from sin. And Lord, I ask today that you will make us that nation again that honors and pleases and does the will of God. And all of God's children said, Amen.